Ready to make marketing suck less? On this series of bonus pods, each week I will help one business owner identify one action that solves their biggest marketing headache so that marketing becomes easier and more effective. Basically, I'm helping people make marketing suck less. This week, we have Christy Pearl, a therapist who specializes in trauma and EMDR work with adult children of alcoholics. When Christy took the Discover Your Marketing Achilles Heels assessment, her biggest marketing headache was growing her audience. The good news is that she was definitely focused on the right audience, the people who were closest to saying yes to signing up with her. However, she needed to reach more of them and educate them about her work. How can you meet people where they are and give them the information they need to make a decision to work with you? And how can you reach more of those people. Listen in and hear the specific strategy I give Christy, which accomplishes both growing her audience and getting people to sign up as clients. Let's dive in. Welcome, Christy, to the Make Marketing Suck Less hot seat. I'm so excited that you're here. I am so excited to be here. What an opportunity. I can't wait to see what comes out of our conversation. <laughs> Me too. So why don't you first tell us a little bit about your business and what you offer? Sure. So I'm Christy Pearl and I'm an EMDR therapist and consultant. And I have a private practice in Virginia and, and in Massachusetts. And I specialize in EMDR intensive sessions for adult children of alcoholics who are struggling with work stress. Mm -hmm. And I help ACOAs um, learn how to be who they want to be today instead of who they had to be as children. Nice. And do you just want to say, because I know what EMDR is, yeah. do you just want to say a little bit about what EMDR is for people yes. who are listening? Sure. EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is a mouthful. Essentially what it is, is an approach to trauma therapy. It's a different approach from traditional talk therapy. It is a more body-based approach because of what we know today about where trauma lives in our minds, in our bodies. It's a little bit different approach to, to working on um, your trauma or, or, issues that are that you're struggling with that don't seem to be responding to talk therapy and thinking about it. Yes, yes. That's what makes EMDR super cool, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about what feels hard about marketing your mm -hmm. business. So I think our the 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 conversation we were just having is a little bit of a, of a sneak peek about what's hard about my marketing. So a lot of education about what EMDR is, um, how it's different from talk therapy. Um, also in my practice, you know, weeding out people who want to use insurance. I try to really make it clear that, you know, I'm, you know, offering something different. So it's not the traditional weekly therapy session. It's an intensive package, it's it's a different approach than what most people think of when they think of seeing a therapist. So mm -hmm. I have to do a lot of education about that. Um, 
educating people about the difference between addressing symptoms versus resolving underlying issues is something that I, you know, focus a lot on. And then, um, you know, how educating people on how their early life experience or childhood experience in their family impacts them at work. That is news to a lot of people. They think, mm. oh, I leave my my personal problems or my relationship patterns at home when I go to work. I, I those, those somehow don't follow me to work. Um, and so a lot of education about that. And then finally, the, the adult children of alcoholics, that's a phrase, ACOA or ACOA mm-hmm. here. That is a phrase or a, you know, sort of an identifier that is very important to some people that if you are an ACOA and you know you're an ACOA and you are sort of engaged in that identity, mm-hmm. that's really significant. But there are so many people who are ACOAs that don't know they are. So I've kind of had to decide that right now I'm focusing on people who already identify as an ACOA. They know that that's part of their experience and they've already done some work, but you know, there's still some education around that as well. So a lot of education um, is what is a challenge. And then the only other thing I will say is as a therapist, there are some marketing activities that are considered unethical. Um, yeah, yeah. And so sometimes, you know, I, I, as a therapist, I'm kind of willing to play in the the gray area with that sometimes. But, um, you know, like asking clients for referrals is, mm-hmm. is a no no. You know, it, yeah. it happens. But I just I can't really be proactive with that, or you know, asking for reviews, th- you know, posting. Mm-hmm. Clients things like that. So some of those things that are really normal in other types of businesses are are considered unethical and and should be avoided in in my line of work. So those are some of my challenges. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing, well, the first thing I'm hearing is like, you're targeting the right type of client. It's like the client who is closer to engaging you. So they already, they see adult children of alcoholic and they're like, oh, yep, that's me, that's me. (laughs) So they already know, and most likely they've had some talk therapy. So this isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. their first rodeo, but would you say that like, how do they feel about talk therapy? Well, I would say the majority of my clients have gone to talk therapy with varying degrees of success. Some people have had really helpful talk therapy. Other people haven't. So it's kind of all across the mm-hmm. map, um, you know, a wide range of experiences. It, it, it is a challenge when the talk therapist is not trauma informed because then mm-hmm. people spend 20 years in talk therapy but they haven't actually addressed anything significant to help them heal. So then it is kind of day one with me, (laughs) but other people come in and they, they know they've done what they can talk therapy has brought them as far as it can. It's, you know, there's some things that aren't responding to talk therapy and they are very clear on that. And so it's like, okay, let's take you the next step. Okay. 
All right. So, so they have some experience, so they, they kind of know what to expect. And really for you, it's that differentiating the talk therapy versus EMDR, um, how you address issues and how that's different mm -hmm. um, in the session is like kind of that educational lift that mm -hmm. you have to give them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. And so when I looked at your marketing assessment, I noticed like the, the, the part you were struggling with the most was the growing the audience piece, mm -hmm. which also I noticed like you don't have as many clients on your, or yeah, patients on your roster as you would like. Mm -hmm. So say more, like what feels hard about finding new people? Yeah, I think it's going, finding adult children of alcoholics, you know, going where they are. And, you know, most of my referrals currently come from either clients who've worked with me before, um, or other therapists who yeah. know me and know what I do. Um, so I've, you know, which is great. Like, that's great. I, it, it, it used to feel a little bit passive to me, like almost like I was just waiting for someone to call me and, and mm -hmm. instead of finding ways to be proactive with, you know, how I can be more proactive in my marketing, as opposed to waiting for the, you know, the, ref the consult request to come into my email inbox, like, yeah. you know, many therapists do that and it, and they just show up. If you're, if you're taking insurance and you're doing, you know, traditional therapy, you go on psychology today, you post your thing and people call you and that's it, you know, yeah. but now, you know, I, I'm doing something different and I, I don't, I, I was struggling for a while with how, how do I get more active in this in ways that are ethical and finding the people where they're at. So I've, I've, what I've done is just tried to be more intentional with relationship building and trying to establish, you know, more of those relationships that align with what I'm doing. Yeah. Cause I feel like those professional relationships are going to be the best referral source for you and having those coffee chats and just connecting with other therapists who compliment or who can refer the clients who do have that underlying trauma that they can't deal with because mm -hmm. that's not in their skill set. So I do think that that's really important. And and the other thing I was thinking about before we, we got on um, was like how adult children of alcoholics are literally sprinkled everywhere in our society. Yes. <laughs> like, it, yes. it's not like I can tell you, like, go to LinkedIn. Like, that's right. right. Yeah, they're definitely there, but they're not raising their hand and saying like, yeah. hey, I am this thing that you are talking about. So like one of the things I was thinking about to make that education piece so when somebody lands on your website from a referral to make it really clear is i would love to see a little bit more about especially with the work angle like how do these things concretely show up at someone's work and it might you know like obviously don't share any personal stories but those like more specific because in here on your website you had something about this is the 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 not good enough narrative shows up in our personal lives and our careers and i was like oh that's really interesting mm -hmm. what does that 
look like because I can see how if you are raised by an alcoholic and always have to suppress your needs for that person to like manage them like yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I was I really wanted to hear more about that mm -hmm. and maybe that is because I'm almost seeing like this client journey for you with content where it's like you talk about this not good enough narrative and why how it shows up and the impacts the ripple effects it has on your clients and why this is a particular problem for um adult children of alcoholics right so having that piece where they they are seeing themselves in their problems more than they're seeing like, oh, what is the solution, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then another piece about, yeah. So you've tried therapy and maybe it didn't work out as well as you want. <laughs> and not necessarily, I don't want you to trash on talk therapy, but I think saying like, hey, talk therapy has its place. Mm -hmm. It can be powerful, it can be great. And for, adult children of alcoholics, it doesn't get to the root cause, because mm -hmm. then you're kind of leading them more in to your solution of, okay, we can talk about, um, you know, trauma and EMDR and how it shows up in the body. And then that final piece is about like, why, like, why adult children of alcoholics benefit so much from this type of therapy and even talking at the high level of the results because then you have like three really solid pieces of contents that a you can optimize for search especially mm -hmm. since you have the local bent of virginia and massachusetts which which kind of sounds funny because they're so they're not that far apart on these coast yeah. but, <laughs> But you could definitely optimize for local search so that you come up in those places. Because like I said, your people are sprinkled in everywhere. Um, and then you just, and then it's just really this nice piece where people can like identify and be like, oh, that first piece is like, oh, that's what's really going on with me. I never made that connection because that aha of like, oh, this is actually impacting how I'm showing up at work too. Like that is going to be mind blowing for people. So being able to shift that belief up front and let them see the extent of how this is showing up and impacting them. I think it's like, oh, okay, this is what's really going on. And now like, how can I overcome it? Like, what's the next step? It becomes more natural to talk about it. And so I feel like for you, search engine optimization is a great way to be found. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. I am trying to, to, to work on that with content, like my blog, as well as um, getting some help with SEO um you know yeah. yeah i i i agree um people do find me on google now but i think it could be it, it, i i could grow that um I could yeah and i also think like having like because i feel like those three blog posts are like cornerstone pieces of content for you that mm -hmm. you know if somebody's interested in working with you like you can send them <laughs> 
on those things to get familiar with your work before the initial consultation with them. So I feel like that that type of content, um, yes, you can use it in your marketing, you can search engine optimize it. If your referral partners can refer to it um, when they're referring mm -hmm. you out. Um, but, and then it's like, it can also help people get ready for getting on the phone with you and right. knowing what it's all about. So making that education a little bit less of a heavier lift and really starting with them where they're all of a sudden interested in raising their hand to get be educated. Right, right. That's really helpful. Um, so are are you saying the those three topics that you just named mm -hmm. that those would be good blog posts? Yes. And I would, um, there's something in SEO called cornerstone blog posts, mm -hmm. which are longer. They tend to be about 2000 words um, and they really illustrate a concept or an idea. Okay. Um, like, so, so mine's easier. My, my business is easy. Not that it's easier, but like I have a cornerstone blog post on message strategy, right? Like uh -huh. this is what you need to know about messaging strategy and what it is and who benefits from it. And so I think something like that for you about, um, being an adult child of an alcoholic um, and talking about the problems and how they show up and that not good enough narrative like that can be like a longer blog post than a longer blog post on talk therapy versus what you do and why for many people um, in this group like it doesn't work for them and hey that's okay because there's another way and then having that like big piece about emdr and what it is and why it works and what to expect when you come to your session and and the benefits of it right right that's great i you know that that's really helpful I, and i'm relieved because i i was thinking you meant that uh, that should be my website con like the the on my that should change my web content I was like oh god <laughs> so oh, <laughs> yeah no I think those and I mean you could put links to especially yeah. that first one um like on the home page maybe that's something you want to direct people to so yeah. they read and then see themselves in but right. yeah don't like uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not going to okay. recommend a whole bunch of copy changes for you, okay. but I'm just really Thank thinking you. about like <laughs> the, that message, yeah. that marketing piece of like, how can you reach more people and better prepare them? Yeah. Because that's really that's what great. our marketing should do for us, right? It should prepare people yeah. to, to enter into a sales conversation or that initial consultation mm -hmm. to see if we're a fit. Yeah, I love it. I, that's such a great idea. Um, and, you know, I like writing, so that, that sounds great. <laughs> awesome. So, so yeah. So are, do you feel like you can commit to at least writing one of those blog posts? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I thank you for teaching me about cornerstone blog posts. I didn't even know about that. So that's, that's, that's actually really cool to think about, you know, certain blog posts being kind of pillars, you know, for your yeah. on your website. Yeah. Cause I mean, the goal is to get those, part of the goal is to get those ranking in, in search engine mm -hmm. so that people come to that post, see themselves and are like, oh, I need to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. That's great. 
Great. Well, thank you so much, Christy. This was thank awesome. You. This is incredible. Thank you so much for allowing me to, to learn from you. This is incredible. And that's a wrap for this series of bonus podcasts to make your marketing suck less. But don't worry, the hot seats will be back in August. And if you want to be featured on this podcast and have your very own hot seat, you need to start that process by taking the Discover Your Marketing Achilles Heel Assessment so you can figure out what is your number one marketing gap. And you can do that at drmichellemazur.com slash marketing. That's drmichellemazur.com slash marketing. And if you've enjoyed these hot seats, please be sure to rate and review this podcast because it is how people find us. So here's to making your marketing suck a lot less.